Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the WAN Show. We've got a spectacular show for y'all today. There is so much news to talk about. There was an Time. Apple event this week. There yeah. was the uh, launch of the RTX 3080, sort of, because sort of. good luck buying one. There yeah. was, uh, what, what else we got here, Luke? What do you want to talk PS5 about? PS5 price was announced. Oh, we're definitely going to be talking about fantastic. that. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I swear, I'm going to let us run the intro in a second here. Just give me a score out of 10 for the PS5 pricing. Score out of 10. Uh, One out of 10. Okay. I like it. I like it. We'll get into more depth into that later, ladies and gentlemen. What else we got? Uh, Did I give two? Uh, No, no, no. Come on. Go for the one. We're talking WeChat officially banned in the U.S. That's a headline compared to NVIDIA killing. you You already talked about this. No, I didn't. You said NVIDIA stuff. No, but not that. Are we giving NVIDIA two headlining? Well, they've got things? two headlines. They killed SLI. They got the okay. good headline. The, the... I mean, the, like it was already dead. You know what, Luke? I've had I've had enough of your. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bleep myself swearing because I got <laughs> part of the monetization disabled on a last WAN show because <laughs> I had too much bleep swearing in the first thirty seconds of the video. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna roll the intro. Then I'm gonna talk about how I feel about that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Wait, hold on a second. Rip Ruth Bader Ginsburg? No way. Am I? Am I this far? Am I this far out of the loop? MSI, conquer the battlefield. Backblaze, conquer the... Back up your storage. Honey, conquer the deals. Coupon codes. That's right, I said coupon. What are you going to do about it? You and I uh, are apparently that far out of the loop. Really? Yep. No way, when? Uh, it's, it looked like hours ago. Nope, minutes. Minutes ago. CNN posted 35 minutes ago. New York Times, eight minutes ago. Next wow. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. I, uh, I, sorry, I'm just, I'm just finding this out now. Crazy. All right, then. Uh, in other news, uh, technology. Um, <laughs> Wow, okay. You were going to yell at me for SLI stuff. Yes, I was. You know what? Let's jump right into that one. I don't even remember what the title of the stream is today. <laughs> NVIDIA. Uh, RTX 3080 scalpers are jerks. Should we do that first? No. Should we do the headliner first? No. no? Okay. We are talking okay. about NVIDIA SLI. I'm getting my display capture going here. I've got to read. Oh, oh, oh. I just moved. I just moved the Luke source. If, see, blah, if this blah. Okay, oh. there we go. NVIDIA SLI. Are you going to hover support, your mouse over it again? Transitioning. Week? Support is transitioning. That's another way of saying being being dead and buried it, to so, native it, game my, integrations. You're not even going to You're pulling a Linus here. You're not even yes. letting me talk. No, Fine. Because you go I, then. The you go. The title of NVIDIA quietly kills SLI. This is like, if, if NVIDIA is getting the credit for killing SLI, it's a kill steal. It's a kill steal. So who are you giving the credit for killing SLI? Honestly, Microsoft? 
Um, well, DirectX think, 12 doesn't exactly I think like. Reviewers. You think reviewers killed SLI? Kind of. Like Go very on. justifiably. Like they Go earned on. it, and it was good, and people should be happy. People should be Nvidia happy. Was pushing SLI for a long time when it was a giant steaming pile of garbage. Okay. It was terrible. Okay. It sucked. And they were still pushing it because they were like, yeah, buy four graphics cards. And reviewers are like, this is dumb. This is stupid. Don't do it. Um, we we started releasing the, I don't even remember what it was called. Um, Compensator. Compensator. Yeah. We started releasing that to just like basically make fun of SLI. That was almost the entire point of those videos. That's true. Um, we we released no, other we also made fun of extreme editions and overpriced motherboards and power supplies yeah but those weren't the reasons why the system like literally performed worse than other systems that was the fun true well sometimes they did sometimes the big multi-core extreme editions did actually perform worse than the in, in more yeah than the the lower threaded consumer yeah. chips yeah yeah that's true but it was and absolutely but it was mostly trashing on sli um yes and and this has been like a theme this was a theme for us this was a theme for other reviewers for a very long time while nvidia was still pushing it then like basically the whole industry just stopped i don't think very many people were pushing sli at all i saw a lot less of it in enthusiast builds mm -hmm. it basically didn't exist anymore okay. and now they're they're pulling support for it it's right. already dead it's it's that maybe maybe they're pulling the plug, but it's been on like life support with no visitors for a long time. Okay, so here's here's why I'm bummed, and you'll have to forgive me for maybe making some assumptions here, but I'm bummed because it feels like Nvidia is pulling SLI support at the point in its history where it is more likely than ever to work well okay over <laughs> yeah. the over the last couple of generations <laughs> over the last few generations actually nvidia has taken the sli interface <laughs> are you done now are you done laughing at me all right no, I'm, not, I'm not laughing i actually it's a funny comment because it's true <laughs> So NVIDIA has taken the SLI interface, which used to be, let's see, high bandwidth was 650 megahertz. Uh, the older one ran at a slower 400 megahertz. How much actual bandwidth was this? Standard bridge, support SLI, maximum theoretical. Here we go. So at 400 megahertz, it could do uh, two gigabytes per second in dual channel. That's, that's not very fast. By contrast, the latest uh, iteration of NVLink so if we were to actually say, okay, look, what we really need for SLI to work better is a much higher bandwidth interface between the GPUs so they can share, uh, you know, frame buffer information or whatever the case may be. Well, we were, we were already there. Dang it. NVLink 3.0 is 50 gigabit per second. It's like over the last few generations, they've taken that two gigabyte per second. They've gone to two and a half, three point something, and six point something. Like, 
Come on! They're, they're, they've actually got it to the point where, like, quadros can share memory. They can, they can actually pool memory and work on, like, compute workloads together on a workstation. I know it's not the same thing, Luke. I'm just saying, it seems like if they'd actually been dedicated to it, instead of building, the, you know, the world's premier AI computing company, that I think they could have solved it. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah, it. I I, I agree. I, a lot of the productivity style things don't need like SLI to use both graphics cards. Um, no, but NVLink allows them to share their memory. It allows them to pool yes, their memory so you can work on much, cool. much larger workloads. So yeah. where's that for my games? <laughs> I just want that for my games. I want to, I want to play 12 K, uh, flight simulator. Dot. Um, so, from yeah. the blog post, should we at least run through what this means? Sure. Because if you have an SLI system, that's, this doesn't necessarily mean that immediately you're going to lose any performance benefit you would have gotten. So, okay, well, look, some games have a performance benefit. Man, you're yep. such a jerk. For someone who has <laughs> SLI graphics cards, you sure are hating on people with SLI graphics cards and awful, awful even, hard even, here. I didn't even ask for them. And technically right now I don't. Because you told Emma she could have one of mine, and now it's in her system. Did I really? Oh, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Okay. All right. So back to back to back to the blog post. With the emergence of low-level graphics APIs such as DirectX 12 and Vulkan, game developers are able to implement SLI support natively within the game itself instead of relying upon an SLI driver profile, which is just another way of saying. That it's a, a percent of a it's a one percent of one percent of users and game developers would basically be idiots to spend actual dev cycles on implementing this unless the intent of their game is for it to be used as as a benchmark. You know, if you're some if you're working on something like a Crisis Remastered or whatever. So hence, NVIDIA will no longer be adding new SLI driver profiles on RTX 20 series and earlier GPUs starting on January 1st, 2021. Instead, we will focus efforts on supporting developers to implement SLI natively inside the game. <laughs> so that's clearly, clearly not happening at all. Yeah. Then there's a, uh, oh man, so for GeForce RTX 3090, remember, RTX 3090 is still SLI ready. They just shipped, like, like right days before this blog post went up, the first reviewers would have been hands-on with RTX 3090. They just shipped an SLI-capable GPU. Um, and they're saying, so for that, SLI will only be supported when implemented natively within the game. So that's fine because there's a big long list of game titles that you can enjoy here in the blog post. Such hits as Zombie Army 4 Dead War, Strange Brigade. Okay, most, most of these are somewhat recognizable. So we've got Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Civ 6, Sniper Elite 4, like Civ 6, like, okay, sure. Gears of War 4, <laughs> Ashes of Singularity, Escalation. Lots of people played that game. It was a big esports title. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Hitman, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Halo Wars 2, Battlefield 1, and then Vulcan games that support it are Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay, that's like, I, I would say that that qualifies as a, as like a triple A title. Legit. Then yeah. we've got Quake 2 RTX, Ashes of Singularity, Strange Brigade, Zombie Army 4, Dead War. So we have Red Dead Redemption 2, Benchmark, Benchmark. <laughs> Other more different Benchmark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Deus Ex. Yeah. <sighs> well, okay. I have been preaching for a long time that you are far better off 
just you know getting one better gpu than two slower ones and ever since I mean, you know nvidia's been trying to price it that way anyways <laughs> so yep ever since like nvidia and uh gaming media and consumers in general woke up to the importance of frame times compared to frame rates yeah and we yeah. figured out how to actually quantify the micro stuttering that mostly people just felt beforehand um, there's been a big shift away from dual or especially triple or quadruple GPU solutions because that that added latency, like micro stuttery latency, uh, really hurt the gaming experience. Even if your system was actually, you know, feeding a lot of frames, they weren't being delivered smoothly and it, it wasn't really uh, a fantastic experience. I will miss it as just like a fun, you know, EP narrator way to you know, trick out your system, I guess. But I I can also see how now that NVIDIA is committed to this strategy, it seems, of building more and more massive GPUs generation by generation, um, it, it almost feels unnecessary. Like now that NVIDIA has launched the RTX 3090, which has, uh, hold on a second, RTX 3090 power consumption. Let me just see if anyone has sort of quoted that already um this the card is expected to utilize around 350 watts of power i mean not only did they just launch a 350 watt gpu they designed a new connector for it that's good for up to i think what 600 watts so if that's their commitment going forward is like we're going to completely reimagine you know thermal thermal controls for desktop gaming computers so we can start shipping like bigger more monstrous power hungry gpus from now on into the future i mean if nvidia just offers you a single card that's like yeah what you know, SLI would have been, but we just, we just baked it into a chip this big. You can't really complain about that, right? And the like, whole, literally. yeah, the whole many smaller GPUs strategy has already been tried and it was a failure. Um, AMD went that route way back in the 3000 series days. And I mean, the old 3000, did they do a new 3000? Hold on. Yeah, 480, trying to remember. Yeah, 3000. 3, so the Radeon HD, like 3870, was not competitive with NVIDIA's top end. It was more competitive with NVIDIA's step down. And then the way AMD positioned it was, oh, well, we'll just pack two of these onto a card to get competitive at the top end. It didn't work. It didn't work then. It doesn't work now. And until someone builds like a chiplet GPU, I don't think we're going to see any kind of multi-die uh, you know, gaming graphics solution. Um, I, I will be very interested to see what, if anything, Intel can pull out of their sleeves, though, because we've actually been hands-on with Z Graphics now. I don't think our video is actually up yet, but I'm fairly certain the embargo is lifted, so I guess I can talk about it. Uh, so we we tested a laptop with onboard Intel Z Graphics, and wow, it's... It's pretty impressive. Um, let me just make sure the embargo is up on this. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, the embargo lifted. So we had an Intel 11th gen mobile chip absolutely thrashing an AMD chip with Radeon graphics in it. Now, that wasn't featuring um, RDNA 2, obviously. So AMD definitely has, they have a generation literally in the chamber to pull out 
and combat this with. But we don't know how good RDNA 2 is. So, and we don't know how well it'll scale down to something like a mobile CPU. So for now, Intel has managed to take back the crown in at least, in at least one way. One, one way. Definitely at least one way. <laughs> and you know what I say to that? Good for you. Hooray. <gasps> Hooray indeed. So. Scalpers. Ah, fine. I wanted to talk about SLI some more. I'm going to miss oh, it. Can. It was so no, cool. Fine. No, no, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. Just like NVIDIA is. Just like, thanks for that. Uh, consumers, <laughs> consumers troll RTX 3080 scalpers. So let's talk about the situation here. I mean, Luke and I saw this coming. Luke, did we talk about this on WAN show last week? We did. We did. We did. Yep. You know, I actually, I had a tweet from someone who was real mad at me. They're real mad because... Um, I think someone, I think Hardware Canucks posted on Twitter that they are withholding any RTX 3080 content that they otherwise had planned to release um, out of, oh man, what did they say? It was something to do with because people can't actually buy it, they don't want to, they don't want to make uh, content that's like promoting it or something like that. Uh, Going to modify the schedule a bit. Posting build slash more RTX 3080 content right now just doesn't feel right. Promoting an item that's being scalped so heavily would just feed the situation even more. Uh, it's our true hope that NVIDIA GeForce puts solutions in place for the next launches. Um, so I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, but also, like, the only reason this doesn't happen every generation is because some generations just aren't exciting. Every time a graphics card has launched that people actually want, getting them has been like finding a hen's tooth in a haystack, if you know what I mean. Like I worked on the procurement side for multiple generations of graphics card launches. And the only ones that we could get adequate supply are were extraordinarily unexciting ones like GTS 250, you know, whether it was EVGA or Zotac or Gigabyte, they'd be on the phone being like, hey, you want a, you want a big launch allocation of GTS 250? We'd be like, no, <laughs> what I want that for? <laughs> There's gonna be plenty of them. I'll just order them later when you guys have got them on rebate. We'll, we'll deal with that down the line. When it came to flagship launches, like I remember times when, you know, someone like an EVGA would ship us 11 units, you know, like they couldn't even do a nice round number and, you know, they would try to follow it up, right? Like they'd get you another, another six, you know, later on that week. But the only way to get one was to, was to back order it and then just hope that you picked the right SKU because the way that NCIX worked with them, uh, you couldn't be like, oh, hey, I'm at this point in the queue on like EVGA KO or whatever. And then like KOSC shipment comes in. You you wouldn't like get an option to get one of those. You would just be sitting there hooped because the, <laughs> you know, the, the exact one of NVIDIA's or EVGA's two dozen SKUs for the same stupid GPU wouldn't come in and you just you're just totally hosed. Um, but I remember this happening all the time. And that that's one of the big like advantages that you would try to make for yourself as a retailer is you'd try to get in the good graces of the add-in board partners and NVIDIA themselves to make sure that you've got allocation because when you've got a hot new GPU, it does more than just get you the you know, 5% profit if you're lucky on that graphics card. Yes, my friends, it is pretty normal for a retailer to make between 5 to 8%, even on a thousand plus dollar graphics card. Uh, but it's about more than that because someone buying that graphics card, well, you're 
by having it when nobody else has it, you're creating a customer experience. You're giving yourself an opportunity to build a relationship with that customer. So maybe they'll come back. And also there's the like system builder factor. A lot of people don't upgrade their old system. They just build a whole new system. So when they see that new graphics card launch, they go, oh, hey, time to upgrade. So by having the graphics card in stock, you're not making a $1,000 sale. You're making a $3,000 sale as they build a whole new top of the line system. So we would work really hard to try and get allocation of these cards. Meanwhile, board partners are working real hard with NVIDIA to try and get allocation of the GPUs, and I assure you that NVIDIA is working real hard trying to produce as many of these GPUs as they can. You think NVIDIA wants to ship fewer graphics cards than they absolutely have to? Uh, no. Has NVIDIA ever given you any indication that they don't like making money? No. <laughs> Definitely no. It just is what it is. Unless you're Apple, and you literally run like multiple factories around the clock for two months leading up to a launch, it is normal for a really hot item to be in short supply. That's just the way it is. So anyway, I had someone real mad at me about the Can It Run Crisis uh, 3080 video that went up the day after the review in light of Hardware Canucks' much more moral stance on the situation. And my take is like, what, you can't watch that video in two weeks or four weeks or six weeks from now and like enjoy it then when you can buy a graphics card or like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. What difference does it make? And like, if you can't, if you can't be disciplined enough to not spend, you know, $1,500 on a graphics card, like twice what it's worth on eBay, that's, that's on you. That's not on me. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't have a personal 3080 yet. So, it's okay. We can wait can you a little what, bit. I think, I think something that I, I saw, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but I saw some memes about it, was gamers, gamer, gamers Nexus's stance on this stuff, which is just like, I think they said something along the lines of like, it's not, it's not, food and water like you'll, you'll be fine <laughs> yeah the irony I... is that as far as i can tell steve from gamers nexus plays fewer games than i do <laughs> no i well okay if you're looking just at like the name of the channel sure but like the uh i think the the sentiment there is good like what you have right yeah. now is probably fine if, if it was fine a week ago yes it's it's fine now yes like, just relax it'll it'll come back in stock at some point You'll be yep. able to get your card at some point and you'll be fine. These are optional items. These yes. are optional. Not like the PlayStation 5, which as we all know is just as essential as shelter, clean water, you know, yeah. access to access to medical care. Um, let's just talk through what's going on with the 3080 for those who are not familiar. So uh, pretty much any listing that shows the card in stock is being instantaneously sold out. And while bot protection is in place for most, if not all of the online stores, uh, several scalpers have been shown to have bought dozens of cards within seconds of orders going live. So that appears to be a big part of the problem. So one of the most common bots seems to have been provided by Bounce Alerts, who confirmed with PC Magazine that they did indeed provide a bot to help members purchase the RTX 3080 units on launch day. So they said the bot works as an automated script to run basically from the product page to payment information and checkout, monitoring when the product gets back in stock, and 
immediately checking out. NVIDIA's website actually crashed during the early phase of the sale, meaning the bots had to be restarted manually, allowing at least some legitimate buyers to get their orders in. Now, NVIDIA claims that they're doing everything humanly possible to review RTX 3080 orders to verify that they're human, but, like, realistically, there's only so much that I think they can do. I mean, all it takes is a slightly more sophisticated bot to... Uh, you know, try to act a little bit more human, you know, yeah. put a different name on it here and there, that sort of thing. Um, so many shoppers have been left out in the cold while eBay auctions have sprung up at astronomical prices. Now, the community seems to not be taking this in stride because these graphics cards are, in fact, essential to their way of life. And um, someone has created a bot that has been automatically scraping eBay for RTX 3080 listings and placing ridiculous bids on the cards with no intention of paying them so that um, basically the auction will run out and that scalper is just going to be stuck with a card and a buyer that has no intent to pay. Now, to be clear, we're not condoning any of this behavior. I'm not no. condoning scalpers and I'm not condoning fraud because that's what it is. Um, but we're just going to talk about it on the WAN show. And, and we, we've actually had some bad experience with this. I don't know. You, you probably remember that stupid video with the, the blue iPhone thing. I do. I do actually. Uh, and we got, we got screwed on that and we were just trying to help. We were literally trying to donate money yep. to testicular cancer research. Yep. And, and we got screwed over the, the, someone did this to our eBay listing of that phone. And not just one, because we made our way down the list and basically every one of the bidders had no intention of paying. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess- but, you know, I don't even remember how that got resolved. I think we flipped it on Craigslist and donated the money just quietly and decided not to do anything like that for a long time. Um, yeah. Was pretty much it. Like, way to go, you ruined it for everyone. Uh, yeah, idiots. yeah. So it's it's been used in what, whatever you want, however you want to think about this, the the way it's being used for 3080. It's been used in very not good ways as well. Yep. Um, so other users are taking a different approach, making misleading listings for RTX 3080 cards, removing them from sale before the auction actually ends. So there's a 3080 printed slash paper edition, whatever whatever that is. Um, there's one posted by Gaben's son, which is just like a drawing of it. I actually, I, I kind of am not 100% sure how this is relevant, but hey, there it is uh, for $100,000. So I guess they're just trying to create so much disorder in the market that it's making it really difficult to actually flip them. Um, some folks have taken to review bombing the RTX 3080 on eBay to yeah. um, make other people think that it's a scam. Um, yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty interesting. Um, it's uncertain whether Nvidia expected this to happen, but they claim that demand has been unprecedented, and that may actually be the case because uh, looking at uh, hard uh, further on into Hardware Canucks's uh, tweet storm here, uh, not really a storm. Let's call it a thread. Um, they said that, hold on, where is it? Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. They had another tweet. I saw it somewhere. Maybe it was a reply to someone, but basically they called around some retailers and they said that allocation was actually better than some previous launches. It's just a really, really hot card. 
I am not surprised yeah. at all. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that's really funny to me. I've seen this so many times, you know, so many times, and I just don't get it. You know, whether it's a CPU manufacturer being like, "Yeah, you guys, you guys better make sure you stock up on this thing. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot." And then I get it in my hands, and I'm like, "I could have told you from 20 minutes with this thing." like a quick Cinebench run and like two gaming benchmarks that it's not hot. Like what gave you the idea that it was hot? What, yeah. what is this based on? Or the other way around. your trust when something is actually hot. Exactly. And then you see it the other way around where you've got Nvidia here. That's like, yeah, this is the biggest intergenerational increase that we've made like in a decade or whatever, how, however long it's been. And even overhyping it themselves, like is that it? Like, did they did they make the up to two times performance claims during their keynote because of like insecurity? Like they're they're overhyping it. They know that it's fast. They must know it's fast. They have all the same benchmarking tools and games that we do, better ones even. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we didn't, we really didn't expect it to sell this well. <laughs> the craziest thing is they didn't have to launch it yet. The next-gen consoles aren't coming until, what, November? When is the actual like ship date for PlayStation yeah, they, 5? they could have just kept manufacturing. Yeah, they could have just November 12th. But at the same time, like, that's not better for them. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. A big red-hot launch where everyone who wants one can get one is the best. That's I huge. Mean, there's more people talking about it this way. Uh, yes and no, because remember, when you're actually shipping product, people are going to be posting on Twitter, hey, here's my new card, here's my benchmark scores. So you get conversation either way. No, strong disagree. Strongly okay. disagree. Okay. I think real product in the hands of real users. Because remember, like for, all, for every person who trusts me, let's say, to say RTX 3080, great card, go buy it. There's going to be 50 users that aren't going to do it until they hear it from their buddy. And in sure. a lot of cases, their buddy might just watch my video and be like, yeah, I wasn't due for an upgrade, but like Linus says, it's good. Go for it. That can happen a lot. But a lot of the time, if you're that buddy, you know, everyone's buddy who's into tech, you are buying it. You're buying it and you're going to use it. And you're going to be like, yeah, y'all, y'all, man, this thing's dope. It's dope. And then they're going to run out and buy it. So getting it in the hands of those, of those those micro influencers is what I'd call them. The people yeah. that are so passionate about these graphics cards. Like they like your, your friend groups, tech guy. Exactly. Exactly. Getting it in the, in every one of those people's hands, that should be your number one priority, which is exactly why LTTstore.com is doing yeah. a nice big run of, this is the most exciting. Hold on, hold on. This is sweet. Okay. This is the most exciting t-shirt launch that we have had oh man i don't know in quite it's some time cool. so it's, it's limited edition it uses this sweet foil that actually took a fair bit of work for our printer who's local um fair bit of work to get the hang of but this is i forget what it's called this is the keyboard shirt special edition my friends oh yeah so it's got like this sweet iridescent foil and so we're calling it uh, the like RGB keyboard, RGB keyboard, because you got that uh, that RGB effect on it. Uh, it is more expensive than our usual shirts because the A, the foil is more expensive than what we typically print with. And B, 
there are imperfect yields. So we'll get bubbles or we'll get little gaps in the transfer. Um, it's a combination of it just being trickier to work with and us not having as much experience with it. Um, but some of our shirts are, are, they don't make the cut. Now, just so you guys know, don't worry. None of those shirts are going to end up in a landfill. Uh, they will all be donated or if... What is going on here? They'll all be donated, or if we end up with so much of it that it's not really feasible to to donate it to a single place, um, then what we might do is like a misprint skew or something like that. Like, hey, yeah. do you not care if it's perfect? Well, here you go. It's definitely cheaper. So you know we'll, we'll cool figure it out. We're can, not going to waste. If I can interject. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Go for it. And it might it might be a long time to hold the inventory, and that's its whole own thing. So maybe this is terrible, but. I'm, I'm assuming we're doing, or you're doing uh, LTX 2021. You could do like we don't signature know. shirts. We don't know yet. Oh. Yeah. It's not really looking like it's going to get better. I mean, you're not even allowed to have big gatherings in Canada. So that was, that's kind of a downer thing for you to bring up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, eventually. Yeah. We'd love to do a signature thing. You see Mr. Beast signed like 150,000 shirts or something like that. Yeah, I know, right? Of course uh, did. I even meant like just just like <laughs> selling them or I don't know, giving them away or something at LTX to get signatures from people that are at the event. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just using them as a swag it's kind item. Of sure. Because cool it's like uh there there's some kind of novelty yeah. to a failed print. I'm not like gonna hold on to them for eighteen months though. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, that's where I'm at. That definitely makes sense. Holding them until 20 freaking 22 makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, back to LTTstore.com. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, there we go. Let's go ahead and click on this thing. Look at this guy. Look at, look at this shirt. Is that sweet or what? Now, there are a couple of important things to note, guys. If you are ordering this shirt, wash the shirt inside out with the art facing in in cold water only and always hang to dry. Never tumble, never heat dry. There is nothing we're going to be able to do for you warranty-wise if you destroy the shirt by putting it in the dryer. It will fade slash be destroyed extremely quickly. So if you don't have the discipline to cold wash it, then don't buy it. There are lots uh, of other shirts for you. Yeah, there's lots of other shirts. Literally everything else on LTTstore.com is designed to be crumpled up into a ball, chucked in your hamper, thrown in the washing machine at whatever temperature tickles your fancy, and then thrown in the tumble dryer. Everything else, no problem. Not this one. Please be more careful with it. So, uh, guys, that is going to be a limited edition print. I believe we are planning to do 300 of them. Um, by the way, oh, I have an update on the CPU pins shirt. So we had uh, three that were printed with an alternate design, and two of the prizes have been claimed. So we okay. are we are arranging Corsair Vengeance gaming PCs for those folks, and we are waiting to hear back from one more of our winners. So that's a totally, totally unrelated. Um, that's a totally unrelated thing how we did shirts before with a previous design that were a little bit different and they got a cool prize. By the way, we're launching the keyboard shirt. Go check it out. Huh. I can't promise we would ever do anything like that again. Thanks.
<laughs> um. All right. Let's uh, move on to, uh, let's move on to, oh, you know what? We should sponsors. get through, let's, yeah, let's get through our sponsors here. And then we'll talk about PlayStation 5 pricing. Ooh. Yeah. Sponsor oh. one. Ooh, that was an awkward transition. Honey is the free shopping tool that finds the best promo codes whenever you shop online at sites like Amazon, eBay, Newegg, Razor, Best Buy, Walmart, and more. Those of you who downloaded Honey from our link have saved hundreds of thousands of dollars since we started promoting them. That's a lot of freaking money. And... It costs you nothing. Honey is free to use and installs in just two clicks. They get a small commission from the sites where you shop. So that's how they make their money. So it's just, I mean, it's so convenient. Why not use it? They've got other great features as well. I love the price history feature. It's just like once you've got the extension in your browser, it's just like baked right into the product page. And uh, don't take my word for it. Go try it out. Just go to joinhoney.com slash Linus. We're going to have that linked down below. One second, speaking of down below. Uh, hey, darling, sorry, you can't, you can't go down under the desk there because I'm worried you'll unplug something. Off you go. Can you go play downstairs until Mommy comes home? I'm hungry. You're hungry? Do you need a snack? Yeah. Okay, can you ask your brother to grab you something from the fridge? Okay. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> show is also brought to you by Backblaze. Backblaze is an unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs for just $6 a month. It doesn't get any more Macs than that, does it? They've got over 35 billion files restored, and you can back up docs, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects. I mean, if it's data, you can back it up, and you can restore the files anywhere by directly downloading them or by mail. Yes, my friends, you can purchase a restore via hard drive and they will overnight FedEx your data to you. And then after you copy it to your like new NAS or whatever, you can just ship it back and they'll get a, give you a refund on the hard drive. Neat, right? There's no wonky cost structures. It's just unlimited data backup at a fixed price. So get a fully featured 15-day free trial at backblaze.com slash WAN. So go play with it, start protecting yourself from bad times, and then it's just six bucks a month. That's really not a lot to pay for peace of mind. Finally, the show is brought to you by MSI. Hey, it's the MSI Meg B50, B550 Tomahawk motherboard. So the new Tomahawk is significantly better built than the old Tomahawk. It is more expensive, but the B550 Tomahawk is a pretty freaking sweet motherboard. It's got everything you need as a gamer. And I mean, really, I, I said this during my B550 like motherboard unboxing on Short Circuit, but I was like, as a gamer, is there any reason to buy X570? I really don't know. It supports high-speed DDR4 memory. Uh, M.2... Uh, M.2... Holy crap. Uh, we sold through half our shirts already. Uh, yeah, go with your sister. Um, oh, crap. Hold on. I might have to do some business things. Uh... Oh crap, we might have to oh no, we might have to actually print more, but we have we had a plan to like hand QC all of them and the person who's going to do that, I don't know if they're going to have time to do more. I got to send a quick message to Nick. Uh are we going to have time to QC more? Can we print more? Uh okay, uh hold on a second. So MSI, the MSI Meg B550 Tomahawk. Uh, it's got a PCIe Gen 4 M.2 and a 16x slot for your new RTX 3000 graphics. Onboard 2.5 gig LAN, which is really a great compromise between cost and performance. Uh, between gigabit and 10 gig and premium thermal solution. Check it out, the link in the video description. Wow. Um 
that's crazy. We need to, I don't know. You know what? It doesn't matter. Let's just, uh, I'll let, I'll keep you guys updated. I'm sure Nick's going to be replying to me. Um, uh, okay. Apple's fall event. Hey, did you see anything exciting at the Apple fall event, Luke? No. Well, there's a new iPad. There's a new iPad Air that, as far as I can tell, makes the iPad Pro basically irrelevant because it's got the A14 chipset. It's 5 nanometer. Mm. So it's high performance. It's got a retina display up to 500 nits. So you should get actually a pretty compelling HDR experience from it. Uh, USB Type-C. Sweet. Same camera as the iPad Pro. Stereo speakers and landscape. Hey, look, USB-C is a good feature. Just because Apple's a little late to the party doesn't mean that we shouldn't applaud them for it. Wi-Fi 6, Apple Pencil support, and it's $599 for the 64-gig model. That's right, my friends. Uh, 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 a tablet in the year 2020 that still has only 64 gigs of storage. Thank you, Apple. $600. To Apple's credit, can I take a moment to appreciate something about Apple here? Sure. This is a mid-tier device, okay, that ships with a flagship processor. Meanwhile, in Android land, everyone's trying to talk consumers into mid-tier processors. Can I put waiting high speed? Yeah, off you go. I told him to share with you. Meanwhile, in Android land, you've got like manufacturers trying to pitch mid-tier processors in premium devices. And then Apple's all like, yeah, look, it doesn't have a ton of storage, but realistically, what do you need a bunch of storage in an iPad for? Like, and that's a fair point because you shouldn't be taking pictures and videos on your iPad. Unless you're a jackass. So, <laughs> hey, you've got performance that is going to be good enough for probably the act like the five years that Apple is likely to support this bloody device. There is something to be said for that approach. Is Apple making great margin on these devices? Absolutely, absolutely. But what what do you think? What do you think? So almost no one even makes really tablets anymore and almost no one is really focusing on tablets anymore. What do you think, uh, like how, I guess what is not the right way to start that question. How do you think tablets fit in with a market that in a lot of ways at least is showing interest in pushing quite heavily into not just massive phones, but massive phones that have multiple screens? Um... You know what? I'm going to flip it around. You tell me first. I, I don't really think it has a ton. The, 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 has a ton, sorry. The, the industry itself seems much less interested in tablets in general. iPads being the only ones that anyone seems to care about at all. Um, and maybe they'll have that. Okay, actually, maybe it is a pretty big deal. Because if you're so into the Apple space that you're buying an iPad, you, probably, you're, you, have, you don't have a multi-screen phone anyways. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's actually you, you can't. It's a completely irrelevant conversation. But I that guess. said, I don't think you have to be completely into the Apple ecosystem at all to have an iPad. If I because cared if about. If you have a tablet, you probably have an iPad. Yeah. If I cared about having an, uh, a tablet at all, I would have an iPad 100%. Like, there's, there's no way. I, wonder, I, like, I want to straw poll the audience here. Sure. Because, I mean, even what, what, what was Samsung's latest Galaxy, Galaxy Tab 6 something something, whatever, whatever it is, looks great. 
But the problem with Android tablets isn't the hardware. There's great hardware out there. I mean, Samsung's been making beautiful Android tablets for years and years and years. The problem is the software. They don't get a ton of updates on the OS side. And the apps, because Google doesn't push hard enough for app developers to make proper tablet versions of their apps, they just aren't very good. They don't make proper use of all the extra space at best. And in some cases, all they do is just like stretch it. Like it's not, it's just not a better experience. Whereas on an iPad, I mean, I haven't owned one for daily driver use in a while, but I do always remember just the, the app experience being thoughtful. It's really designed to be used on iPad. One thing I do wonder is as we see bigger and bigger Android phones, particularly with foldable devices, is if that situation will change. I mean, the Galaxy Fold Z2 is equivalent almost to what, like a seven inch tablet? You are getting dangerously close to, yeah, your app is really not going to display properly on this thing if you don't make yeah. some changes to it. And those changes would likely translate very well to a tablet. The problem is that from my experience, the Galaxy Fold Z2 has not been particular, or the, the Fold series has not been particularly well supported. Even YouTube still as of a few weeks ago anyway, didn't have support for stories on it, which is the reason I can't daily drive it because I need to both check our stories and I need to be able to upload new ones. And I don't feel like carrying around a secondary phone for that. I'm not sure if that's been fixed on the Fold Z2 because Samsung still hasn't gotten me one, um, but I guess I'll figure it out eventually. Yay. In, uh, do you have your straw poll ready? Do you want me to move on to the uh, next yeah. thing while you do that? It's been posted already. We Sweet. already have some votes. Um, right now, I, I the question was, are you a tablet customer? Then there was three responses. One was, yes, I will buy one in the next two years. One was, yes, I own one that I bought in the last two years. And then the last answer was no. And it seems like the majority of the audience said no, but not by a massive amount. Mm. So 49% of people said one of the yeses. For being a tablet customer. Yeah. Here, can I get the link to that so I can show it on stream? Uh, yes. Give me one moment. Sweet. Like, are you a tablet customer? Me? No. Definitely. I've literally never bought a tablet. Why not? Why would I? I don't know. It's like... Because your eyesight I... sucks? <laughs> and your phone is small? <laughs> in, in my... I would always be happy to lug something bigger around in order to have a keyboard. I see. Yeah, but a, ta a tablet, the keyboard, even though it's bigger, is actually worse. I type like an order, well, not an order of magnitude, yeah, so but like twice as fast, twice as fast on a phone as I do on a tablet, for sure. Especially yeah, with like a well-trained autocorrect. That's why I don't want a tablet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I get it. Like, and, and I agree with that exact statement. If I'm If I'm just firing off quick and messy messages yeah i'd rather do it on a phone because i'm gonna go really quick and like people are probably gonna be able to understand my my typos and my weird autocorrects and whatever yeah. it doesn't matter uh and i can just fire through stuff really quick if i'm trying to do like messaging style productivity when i'm not at my desktop or my laptop isn't fully set up my phone is always going to be way better so what am i going to do on a tablet for me it would be like watch something Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. And then the priority level of that is like really low because yeah. who cares? Like I can do that on whatever. Like I'll, 
I'll find a way. Maybe I can find a bigger screen or I can't and it's still on my phone. Cool. I who cares? Like it's Hey, I, I'm not going to buy a expensive device for that. I've been meaning to ask you. You own a TV now for the first time in like years. Has yeah. that changed your habits at all? Do you actually watch TV like on the TV? No. no. I kind of didn't think it would. No. <laughs> so you blew like two grand on a TV you don't watch. Dude. Emma loves it. Okay. Happy wife, happy life. There Fair are enough. Some investment one makes not for themselves. <laughs> All right. Uh, in other news, uh, Apple launched. Uh, honestly, I think the watches were far more exciting. So the new watch series six measures blood oxygen in 15 seconds and can track oxygen saturation during sleep, which is totally useless because there's no way of charging it while you sleep. So that's really stupid. Um, you know, maybe someday there will be a wearable that has like sleep monitoring features that doesn't need to be charged at night. But until that time, I guess I will completely <coughs> ignore these kinds of innovations. It has a better always on display that's more efficient and two and a half times brighter than the previous generation. The altimeter is always on. Oh, I always want to know how high I am. There's Memoji okay, faces. So in, in want, defense if, of the blood oxygen while you sleep thing. Yes. If you're someone who actually kind of needs that. Then you could charge during the day or get two. It, just buy two. Why not? Okay. Now that is an innovation, Apple, free of charge, okay? You guys come up with the Apple Watch Series 6 squared. It's just a two-pack. You wear one at night, one in the morning, and they just sync to each other so that it's like a perfectly seamless experience. I could totally see people doing it. So you never one, have to take off your Apple Watch. The night one could even be like it could, styled a little different. So yeah, it's like softer. It could not even have a display. So it's like a, it's yeah. like a companion. <gasps> they should totally do it. They should no actually and, do and, it. And softer materials. So yeah. It's not like gonna oh. do anything bad. I know no one from Apple watches this show, but guys, you've got to do it. The like Apple Watch that's PM, interesting. Or something like that. Like the one that's like that's great. <laughs> oh man. That's a fantastic name. I mean, I don't think they take, you know, ideas from outside of the company because they must not be good ideas. Because if you had good ideas, surely you would already work at Apple. But like, it's a really good idea. Like with my wireless charger on my nightstand, that would totally... Because the problem with, with health devices is that they don't work unless they're really part of your routine. They don't work if you use them sometimes. So I could totally make that part of even being a totally absent-minded Magoo that I am. I could totally make that part of my routine. I get up in the morning, I switch my watch out. And you know what? The PM one could even have like pretty decent battery life, like the daytime one. So if I like forgot for a few hours and switched it at that time, it wouldn't miss a beat. Get it? Get it? Miss a beat? Because heart, uh... heart rate monitoring. Anyway, the point is, so I get up in the morning, feeling like P. Diddy, got my... It doesn't matter. Uh, as I get up in the morning, I switch my watch. I go to bed. I switch my watch. It's genius. Anyway, there's a new loop. It's flexible silicone, 20% faster charging, 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, finally. Uh, U1 chip for uh, spatial awareness, and it's 400 bucks for the GPS model. It's pretty reasonable, I guess. We've come a long way from the addition, you know, $1,000-plus, however much they charge for that thing. And then there's the Watch SE, which is under $300 
has the Series 5 SoC, so the S5, does not have the blood oxygen sensor, but otherwise has the same screen and sensors as the Series 6, and there's no power adapter in the box. Which for me wouldn't matter because I actually have a combo charger that I really like. So it's wireless for phone, AirPods, Pros, and Apple Watch. It's ironic. Out of my three mobile devices that I carry every day, two of them are Apple, even though I do not use an iPhone. Oh, yeah. and now Apple's bundling their subscription services, whatever. All right, let's talk about the other the other big one from this week. NVIDIA poised to purchase ARM for $40 billion. That's PS5, billion with a B. PS5 price is also pretty big. All right, let's do that first. So who do you think won? Who do you think won the price battle here? Xbox. Why? The The subscription thing is just insane. And like the 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 width disk drive price is the same as the Series X. So like okay, PS5 without the disk drive, you you get the 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 full fat except the disk drive for three ninety nine, which yes. is pretty fantastic. A hundred dollars cheaper than either flagship console. Yes, I strongly disagree. You I, think you think PS5 wins? I think PS5 won. I think the all-digital PS5, so here's the thing. Because remember, it's not like Sony doesn't have a game subscription service too. Microsoft's pricing, outstanding. But they don't have exclusive games, even temporarily exclusive. They don't have exclusive games that would entice me to go buy it. You just it. said the price war. You didn't I say did. The war. Well, you're the one who brought up the subscriptions. I didn't bring up the subscriptions. From a hardware standpoint... I think it is indisputable that Sony, what? You're making that face. I don't like that face. That's a rude face, and I won't see it. <laughs> I won't have it. I won't have it. I won't have it. I'm getting rid of you. I'm getting rid of but you. Hold on. Where's your... No, you're gone. You're done. You're out. You get one of the consoles. No, you're done. Subscription. No, you keep, put, you keep pushing. You keep pushing. I'm going to mute you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got okay. the OBS what? now, bitch? <laughs> Um, all right you're back you're back you're back live subscription what okay. is that okay okay uh hold, hold on a second hold on a second i'm trying to remember okay 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 like fine, if fine, you want fine. to play an online game you have to have uh what's what it called on playstation yeah so pia playstation plus collection was announced so ps5 owners with ps5 plus will be able to download and play a curated library of ps4 games that defined the generation like batman arkham knight bloodborne fallout 4 god of war monster hunter world persona 5 and many more so they've got great content out of the gate whereas microsoft as you pointed out is essentially giving away a free console with your subscription to the maybe a slightly more mediocre content but where I think Sony got it right is actually very closely in line with what I said was so great about Apple's approach with the new iPad Air. What you're getting with the PlayStation 5 digital edition, so the one that does not have the disk drive, is for $400 for less than the price of a Series X or a full-fat PS5, you are getting next-generation performance. In terms of the actual performance bang for the buck, if we're to take Microsoft's word for the teraflops of the Series S versus the Series X, you are getting the best bang for the buck out of the next-generation consoles, bar none, making it the most future-proof purchase out of the lot of them. That is my argument. So... 
I think one thing here is, is are you going only single player game? Because now, now we're including the games. Well, if you played competitive games and you actually cared about performing well, you'd have a PC with a 120 hertz display. There's no, no, no I'm, okay, 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 okay. And I was just being rude. Um, so I mean... for me, I would say that I would be more likely to sit in my couch and play a single player game with a controller. I would be less likely to play anything competitive. I know. So like the, the reason why I think Xbox one is specifically not for you. Cause I get, when, like when I'm looking at this and I'm, and I'm thinking Xbox one, I'm thinking uh, households where the, the kids are trying to convince the parents or, or the, or one of the parents is trying to convince the other parent. Like you're, you're trying to pitch it to someone. Sure. If you go like, Oh, it's, it's 30 bucks a month that's quite digestible versus $400 for a long time there the like oh a a household or individual with no kids can save up roughly this much money on splurge purchases thing that was roughed in at 300 bucks 299 yeah for a long time that was a big discussion we had around i believe the last console console yep. launch you're right they've cranked that up by $100 the average income of most people has not increased like at all yeah. Um, so like if it, it is less digestible at 399 than they were when they were at 299. It just is. Even if the 399 price is very competitive against what Xbox has yeah. as their hard prices, I don't think what Xbox is really pushing forward is their hard prices. And if you're buying one of these, I think in most cases it is probably your singular gaming machine. I I'm assuming. I actually I don't know this. But like, like when I was growing up, we usually either had like really nicely specced computers and we were kind of a little out of date on the console side of things, or we were up to date on the console side of things and we were yep. a little out of date on the computer side of things. And most and families cannot, yeah, most families cannot afford to like have the whole stable of, you know, current gen consoles no. and a nice gaming PC. That's not yeah. reasonable. And like my, my dad was, was pretty good at, at at like that's not the right phrasing my dad pushed forward consoles a fair amount um which makes sense family setting we all sit on the couch we play games together it, yep. was, it was really sure. cool um and then a lot of like my personal money went into my computer so but we I, like that was very a big focus for me etc i think most households are going to have kind of one and if you're buying like a brand new console it's probably going to be one so it's 400 bucks which is really hard to digest and if that's your singular thing and you want to play games online with your friends you are getting what's looking like 12 bucks a month subscription for ps plus and i don't think that comes with games because i think you need playstation now for games i don't know i'm not i don't know playstation add-ons well ps plus comes with some ps4 games okay um Sure. And then PlayStation Now comes with more stuff. I, I don't really know how the PlayStation stuff works, but you're spending at least 12 bucks additional. So PlayStation Maybe Now is cloud buy, gaming. If you, okay, okay. Yeah. So if you if you subscribe for longer periods of time, if you subscribe for three months at a time, it's 30 bucks, six months at a time, it's 70 bucks. Um, so you get some some discounts there, but not, not massive ones, just fairly reasonable discounts for subscribing in bigger amounts of time. So okay. probably, let's say about 12 bucks a month. So all right, what, in okay. ten months, in ten months, the Xbox costs less. 
All right, I think it's fair to say that there's a console for everyone. Because if I'm more of like yeah. a single player experience person, I might actually yeah. care more about PlayStation Plus than I do about Microsoft Service. And I think that the PlayStation 5 discless, like the digital edition, makes a ton of sense for me because I'm sitting there, I'm playing more like sightseeing type games, beautiful games that are meant to be enjoyed on the latest hardware. Uh, Sony was very clear that they investigated, they explored the idea of a lower spec PS5 and rejected it because they didn't like what it would mean for the game development process. Um, and honestly, I think they were right. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. they were right about that. But then I think Microsoft is coming at it from a completely different point of view where, like you said, it's like this is the family. It's the Xbox. It's the box. It's that box that's for gaming or whatever. So you got your subscription fee. It's practically free. Uh, the controllers are cheap because you could go pick up like secondhand Xbox One controllers at GameStop when they go out of business down the street. Um, so it's meant to be this like affordable, affordable box um, that's maybe more, I don't want to say casual because that has such a negative connotation, but it's certainly a less, uh, a less fraught purchase. Like you don't have to think about it quite I so hard. I think it's hard. going to be more common to find the new Xboxes in cheaper overall setups. Yes. That makes sense. Um, so like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think the PS5 is positioned necessarily poorly. I think what you brought up, like like the the possibility of someone getting the console and not getting PlayStation now, actually seems decently high. Yeah, maybe. it seems pretty high. Like if I had four hundred bucks to spend, or five hundred, let's say, because I might want to buy a game or something, maybe. Uh, so I get a PlayStation Five. I get one controller that comes with it because I'm not going to buy another fancy seventy dollar controller or whatever. And I get you don't need it and and one game that I like really want to play. I I buy. Oh, man, what are the launch titles again? There's really not much, even on the PlayStation side. <sighs> uh, oh man, is Hogwarts Legacy even launching with the game, or with the with the I, console? I don't know. I don't they, know. Demon Souls maybe. Launch titles in the dock. They they have some goods. PlayStation has been fantastic on the single player game side of things. So yeah. I, I legitimately see the use case of buying the digital ones. You save a hundred bucks. Yeah. Some single player games over the life cycle of the console. Yeah. Enjoying it a lot. And just seeing it off with that, not really worrying about PlayStation now, not really, really worrying about PlayStation Plus. If you're on the Xbox side of things, I really see getting the subscription model console, yep. getting in on those multiplayer games with your friends. So Microsoft don't have as many exclusives and stuff. Microsoft is going hard on the whole, just like commoditizing it, turning it into yes. a box. And yeah. I think that that might cause some friction with game developers. I've already seen some backlash about the fact that they have two different specs. So now game developers have to target PlayStation, Xbox, the high end one, Xbox, the low end one. Probably for the time being, they've got to hit PlayStation and Xbox last gen, both high end and low end. All of a sudden, they're basically developed. I mean, when you think about how few graphics cards there are that make up like the... Um, Kind of like, the, let's say the lion's share of the Steam hardware survey, right? Because going back to anything older than like five years ago, there's not much. AMD has what, like 20% market share, if that. And that's among like sort of architecturally, like two or three cards. So NVIDIA basically has like their handful of GPUs for each generation. Like we're at the point now where supporting a console, you're actually targeting maybe I'd say a third as many performance tiers. 
as you are on the PC, remember that assumes you're only looking at graphics and things like system memory and CPU speed and number of cores can also vary wildly on the PC, but there are trends that you can find. So it's like, I can see how developers are getting a little frustrated with that, but I think Microsoft's going to continue to double down on it. I think that we could start to see more frequent Xbox refreshes. I think that's why it's called series, not because it's just series, you know, X and S. I think it's series because just like they turned Windows 10 into operating system as a service, I think they're turning Xbox into Xbox as a service. So we could if just see, release. yeah, Series X2 next yeah. year, two years from now. You know, whenever oh, AMD good. pulls their head out of their butt and makes a new graphics card worth upgrading to, boom. Two years from now. Exactly. If they, if they every two years, that would be a full subscription of a console every time. Yep. That could very well be the model, looking at how Microsoft has priced it so that you buy the console in two years. So that way, even though they don't have to, what they could do is put a ton of pressure on Sony because Sony's business model is not designed to compete with that. So all of a sudden, Microsoft would be leapfrogging them multiple times a generation in console performance, potentially, without necessarily changing much on the game developer side of things because everything's focused on like DirectX, right? So it's just yeah. a matter of like, here's more performance. I mean, you were going to develop for PC because it's cross-platform anyway. So here's a faster PC. It's a new box. Don't worry too much about what's inside it. This is like, this is the 4K box. This is the 4K 60 FPS box. This is the 8K yeah. box as yeah. time goes on. And it's it's basically just like your your settings in game are just pre-selected for you because it can detect what console you're on. It's basically GeForce experience. Yeah. Right? It just yeah. detects what you're running on and is like, yeah, that seems about right. So now now that you see the PS5 pricing, $499, $399, yep. no weird subscription thing like Xbox did. What do you think about the positioning of Xbox? In terms of pricing, I think because they, they have that two ninety nine thing. I think that I mentioned. I think it's a great time to be a gamer, straight up. I think Always between console launches, to be honest, the RTX three thousand series outstanding, outstanding for PC gamers. Uh, not just people who have seven hundred dollars to spend on a graphics card. Not at all. Yeah. Not in the slightest. Because it's going to absolutely tank the prices of Pascal and Turing graphics cards. Uh, never mind Maxwell. And the, you can still do a lot of gaming on a 980 or a 980 Ti. Do not kid yourself. And it is going to utterly destroy the secondhand pricing of those cards for people who don't have a ton of money. Not to mention prompt a lot of people to upgrade to the new ones and flood the market with those parts. Great time to be a gamer. Um, PlayStation 5, honestly, looks great. Xbox Series X and Series S, honestly, they look great. Just totally huge innovations in the game development side of things. Uh, so we're going to see better game design thanks to these faster SSDs. We're going to see, um, what was I going to say? Right, we're going to see more affordability for gamers than ever before with the subscription model from Microsoft. Like, there has it's never been a better time to be a gamer. That's what that's what I'll say today. Meanwhile, Nintendo's like. Hey guys, we're Switch Pro, maybe? One. We, go, we, go, we have AR, we have augmented reality Mario Kart. <laughs> Hello? Well, they, they, they made some statement that they're like working on a new console. Duh. Or like they confirmed like, yes, we are in fact doing anything. 
I mean, you can take that for granted. My understanding of the game console development cycle is that you're basically working on the next console as soon as you have two seconds to catch your breath from launching the last one. Like, like, like twenty percent of the team stays on to to keep writing, like you know, firmware updates and stuff for the existing ones, and the rest is like, okay, let's build it from scratch again. Yeah. Maybe more than 20%. But you, I think you guys get my point. New console development never ends if you want to have any hope of staying competitive. I think I think the PS5 is, in my opinion, targeted as like the the almost the, the like the like wealthy person. I think it's more premium, 100%. Yep. yep. And I think Xbox is like the pleb console for sure in terms well, of the way like that the, Sony and Microsoft yeah. see it. Not me, not me. You're hitting the the one-time payment digestible two ninety nine, which, due to wages not really increasing, is the same digestible amount it was last time, and they hit it again. That's probably why the reason why they wanted a spec down console, and even though there was pushback, they did it anyways. Yeah, probably because they wanted to hit that two ninety nine. They want price. that commodity. They want that commodity they pricing. They have the more premium one as well, yep. just because they gotta hit those. They gotta be able to promote those performance numbers. You need those headlines. Might as well make it. So just make it. And then they have their two subscription things, which are super digestible. Even the high-end 49.9 console on subscription is yep. much more digestible. And then PS5 is just sitting over there like, no, screw subscriptions. And yep. you're paying a minimum of 400 bucks. Games cost a lot to make. Go buy them. Can I, can, I, can I say something controversial right now? We are way over time on the show today. We haven't even gone through Super Chats. But I, I got I to gotta hit you with this, okay? I'm gonna, okay. I want to yeah, say yeah. something controversial right now. Do it. I'm ready. Nintendo Switch Pro, assuming that they're actually working on such a thing, could be the most compelling of all of them. Of course. Here's why. Here's That's why. Controversial? No, not to you, I guess. <laughs> Fanboy. No no no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. For, no, for a reason no. you're not expecting. For a reason okay. you're not expecting, though. Okay? For a reason you're not expecting. Because in addition to having a more powerful SOC... I think that it is basically a guarantee that it will include the crazy upsampling technology that NVIDIA has been working on over the last few years. So Nintendo could conceivably ship like a portable console that like games at 4K because it could render at like 1080p seamlessly upsample to 4K and absolutely blow the console gaming world's mind because AMD's technology when it comes to upscaling is so far behind Nvidia's that it's not even they're not even competing on the same planet at this point. Like have you seen what the Shield want, Pro can do? Would you want, it, would it's you want it 4K in your hand? Mm, I mean I wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't have to be. I wouldn't care about so that. Do you think, but do you think they actually build some real tech into their dock this time but and do they, an upscaler in the dock? No, because they don't have to. The upscaler would definitely be in the SOC. Like there's no way it wouldn't be. And the thing too is that the Switch could benefit from upscaling without upscaling to 4K. So they could ship a 1080p display in the Switch, it could have smaller bezels, could have a nice big screen. Like we're, we're overdue for a really big screen on a Switch. So a yeah. giant screen, and then it could render it like 720p or like 800p or something. 
So you could take advantage of DLSS, of this super sampling technology, but just in different ways. So on your TV, you're taking advantage of it to like get this crystal clear, super sharp image at your, on your 4K TV. And in your hand, you're using it to save power by rendering at a lower resolution. Like that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah. I, that's, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. That's I, I agree with that. I honestly think another switch would fly off the shelves, even if they just made it like a little faster. <laughs> yeah. Or and like, like maybe a little bit better battery maybe life. Bluetooth maybe headphones, the, maybe. The screen had a little bit better coverage. Like it has yeah, Bluetooth. Bluetooth headphones would be would would make yeah. Dude, it having Bluetooth and not supporting Bluetooth headphones. It's one of the most frustrating things ever. So like, yeah, solving like a few of those problems and just making it a little bit better in each way. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised if they added like a C stick or something. Um, yeah, people would eat it up because it's just, it's Nintendo. All right. So I think we're probably going to have to call it for the stream for today, ladies and gentlemen. The arm thing. Oh, yeah, shoot. Okay, we'll do that very quickly. TikTok and WeChat officially banned in the U.S. as of September 20th, so that's the thing. Uh, and NVIDIA wants to purchase ARM to basically become a fully integrated AI company. So they would have CPU, network, and GPU basically making themselves a one-stop shop for the data center. Uh, don't worry, this won't affect, um, you know, uh, perpetual license, ARM licensees like Apple. Um so that'll be fine, but it's going to be real interesting to see Apple like beholden to NVIDIA in any way because those two get along so well. Uh, one last thing I have to talk about real quick here is uh, LTTstore.com is hiring. It's going real successful, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, thank you for your support. We're going to have a video coming up pretty soon called How Does LMG Make Money V2.0. Uh, so the last time we did that was four years ago and things have changed a lot. Some things have stayed the same a lot. Other things have changed a lot. Um, you guys are going to want to check that out. But a big, big part of our growth has been the super fans, the ones that uh, subscribe on Floatplane, the ones that uh, buy stuff through our affiliate links in the video descriptions, the ones that buy merch. You guys are absolutely enormous. Um in terms of the amount, like the percentage of revenue that you guys uh, contribute. Uh, people who subscribe to YouTube Premium, for example, huge difference. Uh, so you guys have been enormous difference makers for us over the last four years compared to uh, how our model used to work before. And thank you very, very much. Because you, I think you guys probably sort of realize how much of a difference that you make, not just to us, but to any other creators that you follow and that you support directly, but you might not realize how much. Pretty like, huge. It's massive. Um, so anyway, we're hiring six positions. Graphic design, fashion design, pattern making. We want to like triple down on custom garments, uh, product management, customer support, and web dev. Is that six? One, two... Three, four, five, six. Yep. Uh, and web devs. Web, web devs. So we're looking for React.js experience. Uh, so uh, you guys can yeah. find those on linusmediagroup.com now uh, for five of them. And the dev position uh, dev position will be listed within a few days. So go go the, check the, it out. The web dev position is mostly it's like JavaScript and, and uh, a lot of like web front end stuff. Okay. Um, 
One additional thing I'm going to throw in here is that uh, I don't know exactly how we're going to do this. And uh, to call it hiring, you'd need some pretty serious air quotes because uh, you're not getting paid. But the LTT forum probably needs some developer help. Um, Colonel Mortis could use some reinforcements. I'm not sure how we're necessarily going to do this yet. Yeah, how would we vet uh, people? Yeah. Um, to be clear, so, the forum's not like a money-making thing for us either. It's just something no. that we want to continue to support because we feel like it's really important to have. And I've had people question me on this before because I describe it as like an independent community. Like, yes, we're in control of it, but we actually... People on there with very high post counts that like don't even really watch anymore or care. Yeah, we, we exert very little force on the forum the only thing is like the the basic uh you know community guidelines which is you know don't be a dick and be excellent to each other that's that's pretty much it and keep it on tech topic that that's like the three basic rules there um and there's there's not a lot of forums left that are thriving the way that lt linus tech tips forum is so guys uh if you if you feel like you want to help, like maybe you're a member there and and you feel like you have some experience that would be helpful, just uh, how, are, how are you getting in touch with people? Should they we, contact? I, again, we don't necessarily know yet. I'm okay. just putting the feelers out there so people know. Okay. The type of stuff they're looking for is front-end uh, designer and developer, should ideally be kind of one person, and some like sysadmin, back-end developer stuff. Basically, Colonel Mortis has been doing essentially all of this on his own for a very long time. Um, and that beast. is becoming less and less feasible. Uh, sure. and we're, we're looking to it's expand. It's a huge community. It is. It's like well and over 10 million posts. Like, like actually for real, um, I have, I have written, uh, letters of recommendation for people that have like actually helped them get into some cool stuff. Uh, it, it's not a paying position because it's a community forum that doesn't make money. Yeah. Um, and like, we could make it make going. money. Like we could cover it in video ads and stuff, but we're not going to do that because we want it to just be its own yeah. thing. So yeah. all you'll find on it is like one banner ad at the top, right. And then links to the latest LTT videos over on like bottom, right. And then one banner ad at the bottom. That's it. So, so like there, there is some responsibilities that would come with it, but for the most part, it would be more of a fun side project that you can kind of work on when you want um it's yeah it's so just if you're interested keep an eye out there will be there will be something coming soon for people to be able to apply in some way i don't know all right thanks luke uh we should yeah. do a few super chats here uh sorry guys i'm not gonna have time for all of them as usual uh thanks robert mail um have a little unity ipo cash says anthony markham did unity just ipo you gotta be kidding me. How did I not see this? Unity Technologies raises more than 1.3 billion in IPO 12 hours ago. Look at that. Wow. How did I not know that they Man, I wish I uh I wish that it wasn't such an enormous actually would that even be a conflict of interest for me? I don't even cover their stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, well, oh well. I own no stocks. Just saying. Wow, that's crazy. It went up like 42%. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Uh, Owen Cullen says, per the DM on Twitter, please um, flag mental health among all age groups. Don't even mention me. I don't care. Oh, uh, I'm a little confused. 
I don't think I read that DM. It is a shared inbox, but um, yes, mental health issues, definitely important among all age groups. I mean, can't disagree with that. Uh, <laughs> Cell phone archaeology says, so review an RTX 8000 Quadro versus the 3080 already. Really, I need to know. Wait, wait for Ampere Quadro. There's no way that's not coming. Patience. All right. Tommy Gunn, 1928, says, Linus, some people say you just make merch to avoid buying clothes. What is your response? My response, that is totally unfair. I also do it to avoid Luke buying clothes. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. It's great. <laughs> uh, someone... someone in my friend group mentioned the other day, they were like, why do you still do Wancho? And I was like, it's really fun. And I like hang out with Linus. Like, what do you mean? And they're like, you don't, you don't get anything from it. I was like, do you not see all of the clothes that I wear? <laughs> <laughs> and water bottles. And, and water bottles and everything else. I'm like, there, there are perks. Okay. Leave me alone. We got to do a Luke personal rig update though, for sure. We got to do one. We got to do one. We're overdue. I've been thinking some ideas up, actually. We're overdue. I, 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 um, Intel Extreme rig upgrade. I, uh, I, I vetoed including you in that, uh, because I told them that we're probably just going to do something for Luke separately anyway. Because you're at the point now where it's getting to be upgrade time. So, well, let's 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 chat. Uh, there's finally new GPUs. There's new CPUs coming. So let's try and time it so that it's like, okay, Luke doesn't need to upgrade his computer for another like five years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that's the cycle. I'm trying to, my thing is I got, I got to find something cool to do with it. And I think I'm, we could come I'm, up with something. Uh, yeah. I've been, I've been ramping up my, my thought process there and I've, I've had a few ideas, but nothing that's like really sold me so far. So. All right. Works. Sounds good. Uh, Dr. AOA says, I'm going to buy AMD no matter what. NVIDIA can, and I think it's bleeped out. <clears throat> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Gordon McPherson, thanks for keeping posting during the pandemic. You guys are awesome. Please buy some pizza for the team. You know what? Sure, we could do a pizza day. Why not? I mean, I think you underestimate the uh, size of my team and the cost of that pizza. But tell you what, just for you, we will, do, we will celebrate the reopening of the new lounge with pizza for all. Some some free advertising for a small company, but Clayton Gate Pizza actually has like above. I'm not going to say it's amazing, but it's above average pizza for very very cheap. All if right. You run a cost effective pizza party. Well, still we've got like three dozen people, and it was like forty eight dollars. So, yeah, we we're going to need more pizzas, but that's okay. That goes a <laughs> long way, and we're going to do the pizza party. Don't you worry. Nice. Hey, did you uh, uh, new Left 4 Dead, new Left 4 Dead 2 map? Yeah, what the heck? Right? We're gonna have to play some Left 4 Dead 2 later. Anyway, that's that's totally newsworthy. That's not in a super chat. Um, Mike Collins, I'm never making that video. Slushy, 2080 <laughs> Ti to 3090 upgrade, worth it or overkill? I cannot comment. The 3090 um, review embargo is not up yet, and I definitely know more than I can tell you. Oh, oh, Nick says, don't forget, PS5 games cost $10 more now. Sony is the only one making that move. That's not going to sit well with some people, even if the industry should have done it years ago. That's a good point. Um, Calvin says, Switch is my favorite. Switch is the console that, to my mind, has something to offer beyond exclusive games. 
I mean, mostly exclusive games. Come on. But like, yes, that's true. The mobility is cool. All right. That's it for Super Chats. I think we're going to have to call it for the show today. We are well over an hour and a half. Thank you guys for tuning in. (laughs) We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye. What's up with the mouse thing? Which one? Your mouse is constantly over, like, my camera. Yeah, it's because I put the window behind my, uh, my, uh, my Chrome window that I use for, like, reading chat and looking at the document and stuff. And then people pointed it out that it bothered them, so I started doing it on purpose. Oh, so what, like, the OBS window? Uh, no, 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 it's over the uh, Discord window. Oh, because you don't need to see, okay. Yeah, That's so it's behind my Chrome. that it works then. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of neat.